You're listening to a Fit Plus Love production. Put your attention on what you want to have happen. We have themes in Baptist Yoga too. Be a yes is a creation, not a concept. Put your attention on what you want to have happen. You take action one thing at a time. And that's what I tend to go to. I tend to get real dialed in like, okay, well then we can't do this. So we can do this. We can't do that, so we can do this. I just instantly kind of look for where's the thing that we can do versus spending any time at all. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm a human being, so obviously I'm gonna spend a few minutes <laughs> on, on wow, this sucks, and oh my, oh my God, and are you, you know, you've gotta be kidding me. And then I don't spend a lot of time in that space though. That was Bethany Lyons. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. If this is your first time listening, I am also a triathlete, runner, yogi, windsurfer, entrepreneur, and founder of beauty, fitness, fashion, and wellness brand strategy and communications company, The Salop Group, and co-founder of Fit Plus Love, an experiential and digital content event and podcast development and production company. From creating and producing New York City's biggest fitness and wellness festival to producing top business, lifestyle, and endurance sports podcasts, you name it, I've done it. And speaking of yoga, I was so excited to reconnect with today's guest, Bethany Lyons. Bethany Lyons is the owner and CEO of globally renowned New York City headquartered yoga studio and brand, Lions Den Power Yoga. Founded in 2013, Lions Den Power Yoga is the first dedicated Baptiste Power style studio in New York City. Now, in 2020, Bethany has expanded her classes and studio to a digital platform and transformed the in-studio experience seamlessly to a wide array of virtual live and recorded offerings, including her signature style yoga classes, as well as several new shorter class options of 25 and 30 minute power beats and core burner classes, which by the way, the power beats classes are off the hook and my favorite. I recently signed up for a one-month subscription and have been binging the Power Beats classes. I know that's not very yoga-like of me, but the playlists are next level. The music feels really organic and moves you through the practice, but if you listen, you will discover it's intentional and cleverly curated by Bethany. I feel some DJing in her future. On today's episode, Bethany and I talk about her studio's expansion and transition to digital over the past few months, her philosophy, approach, and mindset during these challenging times, her incredible team and fabulous fur baby and yoga assistant, Josie. This is Bethany's second time on the podcast, and she truly is one of the most inspiring people I know. Head over to her Instagram at Bethany A. Lyons or at Lions Den Power Yoga. 
And of course, sign up for classes on linesdendigital.com. Now, get ready to be inspired. Namaste. And don't forget, if you like what you hear, head over to the app on your Apple device, scroll through the podcast and click on five stars and leave a review. Tell us what you love and what you're listening to. Of course, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Tag us in your stories and share with your friends what you're loving about the podcast. And last but not least, sign up for our newsletter. It's our third week this week, and we've got some exciting news. Before we get started, shout out to our sponsors, Mad Ritual CBD. Today's episode is fueled by Mad Ritual CBD. Mad Ritual CBD has changed my recovery game in a really big way. Get ready to recover like a rebel with these awesome, high-quality, CBD-infused products. Their CBD balm is off the charts amazing. And I'm not the only one that thinks so. Mad Ritual has 100-plus five-star reviews. The balms have five simple organic ingredients, coconut oil, shea butter, olive oil, plant wax, CBD, and different blends of essential oils. Personally, I prefer the eucalyptus and peppermint. They also offer a terrific CBD-infused total recovery supplement. Not just for athletes, the products are formulated to ease all of the aches and pains that come along with being an active human. So, if you are sore from life, Mad Ritual gets it. Founded by women athletes and active entrepreneurs, they are committed to helping active folks bring more balance to their lives. Mad Ritual is offering Marnie on the Move listeners 15% off. Head over to their website, madritual.com, and use the code Marnie on the Move. Now, on to the episode. Bring me up to speed on Lion's Den Power Yoga and Lion's Den Digital. I know you are one of the first studios to bring your in-studio classes online to Zoom. Okay, so we, in, in wanting to grow it and wanting to have it be even more professional and have more options for everybody, we moved on to a, a professional video platform, which Zoom is, I mean, Zoom has been great as a piece of the puzzle, but it's not meant for live classes. Like it's pixelated, it's... It's not the quality. It's there's you're limited. You're very limited. Zoom goes in and out. People are kicked off. There's all right, that, that stuff. happens. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a meet. Yeah, it's a meeting platform, and it's an amazing platform. But it's not meant for streaming live classes. It's really not. We hacked it, but this is meant for that. And so we're able to host not only video content that is pre-recorded, so really like curated and edited content that's beautifully shot and really well done both in studio and then we also have a section that will be coming out within the week called like Lions Den Digital Takes Manhattan where we did shoots all over the city that's awesome so you have like the backdrop of downtown Manhattan or you have the we did a class on September 11th with the Freedom Tower behind us we did and so all of that will also so people who were here that were part of our community that were New Yorkers and then were unable to stay here for a variety of reasons we wanted to still bring the city to them and then the people that aren't here we wanted to expose them to the city 
and let them know like this is our home turf. And so we did a section like that. I also did all 11 sequences. So the main main practice that we do at the den is a Baptist yoga and it's journey into power is sort of our framework. And then we, we move off of that, you know, in all different ways, but that's the classic sequence. And so I took all 11 sequences and did breakdowns of the whole thing. So if you've never practiced before, you can, and you sign up for even our seven day trial, that's free you can access all of these breakdowns and watch, okay, well, when the teacher says warrior one, what do they mean? What is this question? What is this flip dog? What is this? <laughs> Whatever it was saying. That's great. I love that. So we have that kind of stuff. We also have meditations. We're calling them take five in Manhattan. So again, we shot the meditations all over the place. We have it on like a rooftop and on the pier and on a median in the middle of 8th Avenue. And so wherever you are, whatever chaos is going on in life right now, you can just take five with us. Then we also have a live class schedule and we're teaching several live classes every single day. So you can take live with us. I'll, I'm there with you. I'm there taking the class with you. I'm there teaching the class with you. Or if you can't make those times, those classes then get automatically uploaded and are available for, I think we're doing like 48 hours. That's great. And it's all on Vimeo. It's all on Vimeo, which all it's, it's just lionsdendigital.com. Awesome. That's so cool. And now are you going to still continue doing outdoor classes? So we partnered with Pier 17 in the Seaport District to do classes there, which we love working with them. And I don't know what's going to be possible as we move into the more colder <laughs> months yeah. of the year. So I'm, I'm in chats with them on what is going to be possible. They have a giant warehouse space, which is where we taught classes for them anyway. That's a giant event space. So I don't know if at some point there's going to be clearance on that where we could really space out and do that there. But getting permits here in the city is yeah. a highly expensive endeavor. And we are not a giant company. We are a very, very tiny company. And so... Well, if any of my listeners are brands and want to sponsor a yoga series, <laughs> hit 100%. me up, I'll connect you with Bethany. <laughs> yeah, you want us on your roof, you want yeah. us, you know, on your veranda, you want us, we would love to do it. I mean, we love doing that kind of stuff, but it's also just not where my main focus is because right. it's not what's going to keep us afloat and alive. All right, let's rewind for a minute and take me back to February 2020 and what's been going on in your world over the past few months. Well, it has been a banner year, you know, as it has been for most of, for all of us. Well, our year started off really actually before the pandemic with a little bit of a lot of drama. Actually, we had a fire in the studio in February, one month prior to closing for the pandemic. So the fire came and we were like, oh, we thought the world was over and we were so distraught and we moved everybody from Tribeca to Chelsea and we were doing all this, you know, all different programming. I had teacher training going on at the time. We were like renting spaces and getting different places to donate us spaces. And, and then very quickly after that, this started rearing its head and um, almost a month to the day because we, we had the fire on February 15th and we closed on March 16th for the pandemic. And so it was kind of like the fire was like a dress rehearsal 
<laughs> for us. I felt so horrible for Lion's Den, for you, for your studio. I mean, your studio has been one of the most popular, most amazing yoga studios in New York City for years. And you were like really, you were at a really, in a really good place with the business. And you, when did Lion's Den open in New York City? It opened in November of 2013. We are I mean, this year would is seven years. And when did you open Chelsea? Three years ago this summer. Yeah, we were we were looking for a third space. I was definitely like, I'm opening on the east side, probably Upper East Side. It was looking like, you know, 63rd, 60, somewhere around there, Lex, around that area. Yeah, and things shifted really, really quickly. It's it's been wild what we were sort of projecting ourselves to do this year, and when what was you know where we were headed. And then where we are now are just two completely different animals. In this moment, like you really needed to like tap into any yoga lesson you had ever learned. So what was kind of, you know, since you're a yoga teacher, Mm -hmm. what was the first thing that you told yourself in that moment? Or did you just not panic and sort of just pivot? I don't tend to panic in crisis. Okay. I tend to zoom in, like get real present. The thing that comes to mind the most is drishti. It's one of the five pillars of our practice. Right. Drishti is your focus or your gaze. And I was just drishti on making it happen. Like my goal is to not just survive this time, but thrive this time. And originally I was like, that about the physical studio only. You know, I told my whole team, I'm like, we're, don't worry, you know, we'll see in two weeks. Like I was so set on it. Like no matter what, I will make it happen. And then when that was not what was possible, then it's like, okay, put your attention on what you want to have happen. We have themes in Baptist Yoga too. Be a yes is a creation, not a concept. Put your attention on what you want to have happen. You take action one thing at a time. And that's what I tend to go to. I tend to get real dialed in like, okay, well, then we can't do this. So we can do this. We can't do that. So we can do this. I just instantly kind of look for where's the thing that we can do versus spending any time at all. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm I'm a human being. So obviously I'm going to spend a few minutes (laughs) on, on, wow, this sucks. And oh my God. And you know, you've got to be kidding me. And then I don't spend a lot of time in that space though, because a, it's just not my, it's not my nature and it doesn't serve anyone. And I am a person that is a leader of a lot of people, you know, like I just, that's, I, and I knew that, you know, yeah. like I had a whole community. I have, a, I had a whole staff. I had a whole teaching team. You know, I have my like sort of inner circle of people that work for me or work with me. And so I'm just, I'm just not down for that. I mean, it was really obvious from your Instagram. I mean, that was how I was kind of dialed into everything that was happening, starting with the fire and then obviously with COVID-19 and all the businesses shutting down. I mean, you have been rallying and rallying other people and inspiring other people all along this whole time. So thank you for that. It was really amazing. that's, That's amazing to hear because it's... I knew it was hard for you. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yes. I'm like, can I come walk your dog? Like, what do you need? (laughs) I mean, yes. And the fact that, you know, so many people kept showing up. I mean, we we closed this that that Sunday night was the 15th or the 16th or whatever. And the next day we went 
live. And I was like, we teach every day. Like I'm, and I'm teaching every day. And originally it was going to be the small team of us. And then, then that was not okay, you know, like very quickly. So then it became like me as the one person show walking to the studio by myself, doing all the stuff at the physical studio. And then my studio manager and my assistant studio manager working remotely on, you know, all communications and, and running the call and, you know, being the support system. But it, it was very much like we did that. And for months, we had hundreds of people on every single one. And originally I'm like, okay, well, we'll beta test and we'll see how this works and how Zoom works. And then maybe next week, then we'll figure out what we're going to charge and what we're going to do. And as soon as I started doing it and seeing the people, I mean, we're getting like three and 400 people. And it was very, very rare that we dipped below 250 in classes and seeing just how much it was needed. I was like, there's no way I'm charging for this right now. So I'm going to put it out there that if, hey, if you're available for supporting us, fan freaking fantastic, you know, like keep your memberships or, you know, here's some levels of support that you could do if you want to. And if this isn't the time for that, then you're, then the way to support us is by participating and by spreading the word that we're doing this. I think the community helps the studio and vice versa. So I, I definitely appreciated that sort of complimentary classes or pay as you can yeah. kind of attitude, which was like really, I think, came from the yoga community primarily. That was really great. So thank you for that. What was the first digital platform that you used? Was it Zoom? Was it IG Live? Yeah, so we instantly went to Zoom. We instantly went to Zoom because it just seemed like I knew I didn't want to, well, originally we thought we were going to be monetizing it in some way pretty quickly. I mean, we didn't know what this was going to be. Right. And so I didn't want to do IGTV. And I also just don't like that. I wanted to do something very different also than I think a lot of people were doing or, or sort of what the idea was behind it. I wanted it to be extremely professional from the get-go, Right. even though we were in a pandemic, even though everything was crazy. I wanted this to be one space that when you tuned in, it wasn't crazy. It wasn't like me in my pajamas in my dining room. It was me suited up in like a really cute outfit, like hair and makeup done. You can't really like, that's not really, but for camera, you know, it like helps. Yeah. And a giant, we had a banner made. Um, my designer, Amanda Kimball, she had a banner made within like two and a half hours, three hours behind us. I had lighting put like lighting we didn't know what we were doing with sound, but we knew we needed to like figure it out. So who do we know who's in our community that works with sound and how can we tap into them and what wires do we need from B and H before they close? Right. And we really like just went nuts trying to figure out how we could make it happen within the 24 hours. But I, it was very important to me that it occurred as like, oh, here's some sense of normalcy. Right. In the midst of this, like, okay, yes, we're not in the classroom together, but like there's Bethany and there's the studio that I know and love. And there's that brick wall that I know. And this doesn't look like just a total shit show, you know, like, because it wasn't, you know, and I, I really, I was very adamant about it right from the get-go. And I also felt very lucky in that I had years of training and experience teaching on camera. I mean, I used to be the, the PR girl at Crunch who then became my 
like PR aficionado. She's an amazing businesswoman and has her own business, Kelsey Cairo. She used to be at Crunch and she used to call me like the walking soundbite for them because I did all the, I did the early morning live stuff. I did all the live TV segments. I did, every time we had a class launch, I was definitely one of the small crew that did that kind of stuff. And then I, and then I did a bunch of workout stuff. Always do all of the live events. Like you're really good speaking to large audiences well beyond just a studio of 60 people. Like you've done all the athletic events and yeah I've done you know that's so very yeah. natural for you to be that's like kind of your element even though you have a background in marketing and PR right I do that's really helpful <laughs> although yeah so I, I have very, no on-camera game <laughs> <laughs> I felt uniquely lucky yes because I was like so many people have to be well, just freaked out. And it's, and you know, if you're not used to being on camera, it is, it's just a different thing. And then it yeah. creates another layer or 12 of disconnect. And I'm like, I know how to connect on camera. And then I can also teach people, but it's going to take me some time. So I just said from the beginning, I'm teaching every day. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that felt good too. I love taking Zoom classes and I loved taking your Zoom classes. And one of the things that I really like about Zoom is that you do really feel like you're in the room with the instructor because you can see the other people in the class. And also I think what's great is like, you can call out people's names or, you know, you can check in on people depending. And even if you had like an assistant in the class, I mean, you know, also checking in on people. It just it really feels like the closest digital platform to being in the rooms. So I don't yeah. know. Have you tried out a lot of different platforms or? No, I mean, we really felt like that really worked for us at the time. But then it got so I mean, it got so big, though, yes. that even that part of it, I mean, it was awesome to see, but it's it's scrolling through 15 pages of people yes. it's not it, it's not really conducive it's not it's actually how we sort so of big. transitions yeah yeah and that's and that's where I wanted it to go pretty quickly too I wanted to keep it that way but then I also was like well wait a minute I'm seeing the writing on the wall of what's happening in the world and I had always wanted to do a digital platform but just had you know it was a sort of lower on the totem pole of what we were doing it's so dumb it took a pandemic to actually make me do this but then I was like okay well I don't want this to just be a Band-Aid fix. I want this to continue on and actually get much larger. And so how am I going to do that? And Zoom for that, although I love the platform for like the, you know, connection and personal stuff before and after class and like, and, and during to a certain degree, but it's not really like I can, it's different. If I'm a singular teacher who's teaching a class to like 12 people, 16 people, 25 people, you know, then I can totally, you know, be there at the camera sort of scrolling through and doing all that stuff. But teaching to that large of a group, it's it's a different entity. And so you almost need like two other instructors. Like if you had a hundred person class in your studio, you have people who are assisting you. It was limiting in in scalability, you know. So then at, at a certain point, then I was able to have at least backup like I'm calling them backup dancers so like other students in the room yeah or even people who are not on camera but like even like Mary Allison or Zach taking class on the sidelines right so I would speak through their body to speak to other people's bodies which is what we do in class anyway right so you know if I'm teaching I mean I generally taught in studio very large classes it's not like every single person is getting completely individualized attention but it feels like it if you teach that way. So I'll look at 
a body. So I'll even seeing Zach on the sidelines, I'll see that his knee is going, you know, caving in or not to 90 degrees or whatever it is, you know, right. No shade to Zach. <laughs> his knee is perfect. But, you know, <laughs> and then saying, okay, take your knee like over. Cause I'm speaking to an actual body. I think it lands that way, even across the camera even if I can't see it. Yeah, no, 100%. As soon as I hear somebody else getting adjusted, I'm like, oh, am I doing that too? Like, what is going on? Am I? Yeah, and I'm like, no, she's not speaking to me. (laughs) Okay, Yeah, 100%. But we're in that that switchover right now because as of Monday of this week, we went to this, we went to a new platform, which I had signed a contract months ago because I have to build out the the site and build out the apps and everything else with uh, Vimeo. I was going to say with the digital platform, I mean, you could base, you're basically global. I mean, people from all around the world can take your classes. A hundred percent. Which is awesome. Yeah. Last night I'm teaching at 8 PM and we have a student of ours that only met us through our digital situations, never been into the studio who lives in Hong Kong taking class because it's 8 AM for him. That's really great. That's a huge new revenue channel. I mean, I, I love that that you guys have turned this into a positive. And I thought about it in terms of our schedule too. Like we're doing a 9.45 a.m. because we figured, well, it's 6.45 a.m. on the West Coast. Right. And that, you know, like we were even going to do like, oh, 9.15 or 9.30. I was like, well, let's push it just a little bit so that then we're able to also get those people who don't want to get up super crack dawn, you know? And then we have an 8 a.m., I mean, an 8.30. So if you are one of those like super early birds, it's 5.30. Or if you're central time, you know, it's 7.30. So we're, we're trying to do that. That's also why we're doing, we're doing five o'clock and then we're going to do these eight o'clock classes because then it's five o'clock on the West Coast. I love that. Keep- That's so great. And they're all different times, like time frames. Like, so some of yes. the classes are 30 minutes, some of them are 45 minutes. So it's like, what, what are the different structures of the classes? So in the studio, we generally had mostly 60 minute classes, right. a lot of, and then some 75, some 90 and a few 45 minute classes just for early bird, you know, situations. Yeah. Now on digital, it's just a different you're you're dealing with a different arena people are also dealing with a lot in their lives right now you know people are homeschooling their kids and they have limited time even though they're home right and you're also dealing with a distraction factor that you don't have in the studio so the demand for shorter length classes is huge i will say that we have definitely pivoted on that so we are offering a bunch and we're and we pre-recorded a bunch of like 30 minute classes 45-minute classes that we're also offering 60, 75, and 90 minutes. But I would say, you know, like it's pretty even Steven on the like 30, 45, and then 60-minute classes, whereas 60-minute classes used to be like 100%. That's what we do. I'm doing these at the 8.30 in the morning. I'm doing these core burner classes where we're just really dialed in and moving like crazy so people can get a sweat on and people really love them. And then sometimes they're doing that in the morning and then taking like an hour class with us later. That's great. That's yeah. I think that that just like letting people put the classes together, however it works for them with their time is great in all of this, like video filming and building all your digital content. Like I've had a couple people and I think I even asked you about it, but a couple of my friends who also own studios or who are fitness coaches or trainers and running coaches were asking me like if I knew anyone to shoot video and you know Mm. what and you and your team did all of the video yourself so you really must (laughs) 
<laughs> we did it all. Well, we had thought about that originally. I even contacted a few videographers that I knew we were going to do like a three-day shoot because I've, I've shot a bunch of things in the right. past. I've done DVDs and stuff. So I'm like, okay, well, we need a film crew and we need this and we need that. And I'm like, and then I'm budgeting for it. I'm going, is this really the best use of our time? And then Zach and I, I mean, Zach's been tremendously amazing. I mean, he's basically become a sound engineer and a videographer and an editing machine. I mean, we, I feel like we have all gotten a master's degree in life across the board yeah. in the past six months. Like, I feel like I don't need to go to any extra schooling. We've, yeah. we've been doing it, but, um, it's a lot to, to, learn yeah, we were looking that. at cameras yeah. and we were, then we were looking at, um, even renting a camera and who, who can do what. And then Zach's, I think this is what happened. I think Zach's husband, Kevin said, you know, Lady Gaga, filmed stupid love like the whole video was shot on an iphone oh wow and we were like and he said what and then we started looking at what was actually like how the picture quality was and what device we could get that's a handheld that holds the iphone and everything else so we shot all of our new content on iphones wow that's so awesome because I'm like, that woman is about every little detail of everything. And I'm the same way about things. Like I need the block stacked a certain way. I need the towels folded a certain way. I have an eye for all that stuff. And that's the way that she does everything as well. And so that resonated with me. I'm like, okay, well done. Then that's what we're doing. That's amazing. I mean, because the video, <laughs> I mean, what I've seen looks good from Instagram. Cause I'm, again, I'm so excited yeah. to like get on the platform. Yeah, the curate and the, yeah. and it's different it's different quality to the like live versus the recorded content. The recorded content yes. is I'm not going to lie, it's freaking beautiful, Mark. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> I saw all your photo shoots it's, and behind the scenes. Yeah, it's beautiful. It looks great. It sounds great. We hacked everything. The live situation we just started on Monday and so we're getting used to the new system. It's a lot more sensitive, I will say mm -hmm. than Zoom and we had hacked Zoom as well. And we're, we're just working on, you know, all the levels and everybody's different yeah. mics and music and making sure that the music is the right level with the sound. But we're, we will have it perfected, I think, within the next week or so. Yeah. And like, speaking of music, you have some of the best playlists I've ever heard in your classes. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> so, thank and I you. also I've saw been... you like at a turntable, like, were you actually like spinning, <laughs> no, DJing? No. Like, is that no, one of your... <laughs> No, that is, that is something on my roster, though. I want to start doing my own. That's like on it's on a list of things that I want to do, like to take classes on either virtually or whatever, maybe DJing. eventually in person. A hundred percent. I would yeah. love it so much because it's like it's my jam. I mean, I've been making playlists for it feels like a hundred years, but I made playlists for so many different genres of teaching. I was the regional manager for Crunch for many years. I taught everything from you know, spin to yoga, to cardio dance, to sculpt classes, to stiletto strength and heels to, I mean, I taught everything under the sun. And then I was the first instructor that was hired by SoulCycle. I was there for 11 years. And so I was one of the OG sort of master instructors there. And so my playlisting game is, it's not by chance. It's from years and years and years of work and learning what works and what doesn't work and, and what works for me versus what works for everyone else. I mean, I'm happy to, I do these uh, playlist tutorials where I'm sharing what I put in the playlist and where I put it and why I put it there and everything else. Yeah. I put it out on stories and I've had people just be like, this has been so helpful, but it's not even like a thing that anyone can take because it's, it's so personal. Right. 
you know, like everybody has to do what actually makes sense for them and what resonates with them. And the way that I teach with music is very musically driven, but there's different ways to teach with music. I think you have to do what resonates with, with you, but it's one of my, you know, my biggest joys. I mean, one I can spend, superpowers. Yeah, it is. I can spend a lot of time doing it. I can also make a playlist in a very short period of time at this point, but I, f- I find it to be fun to make themes and also to, I mean, I'm a total psycho about it, Marnie. I have to say, I have like, I know how many. I have to follow you on Spotify too. Like, (laughs) well, I'm not. You know what though? That's the thing. I'm sorry. I I am, but not really. Like, most of my playlists are. I call it the vault Mm -hmm. because I have probably eighty thousand tracks on hard drives and through my computer, and I have thousands of playlists throughout time, and so, and a lot of it is like stuff that's not available on Spotify. It's like DJ remixes and, right, and like a, a mashup or, that was, yeah. To- and a, yeah, like a mashup that was sent to me from this DJ from blah, 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 or, and so it's not available. And so I really, and also I can't mess with the music on Spotify. So like you have to choose either it's going to just fade six seconds every single time, but that gets very cookie cutterish, and I hate right. that. Mm-hmm. And so there's, or there's certain tracks where like, say the intro is really weird or someone's talking, but mm-hmm. then I can, I can cut and paste that, you know, in different programs. So that's why I'm very old school with it, but it's actually makes it, it makes it why it's so special. It makes it curated and it makes it a professional situation versus like, we just sort of put this one song in a playlist and had Spotify prompt me on, well, these are eight songs that sound like this. And then they all fade. And then I teach a class too. Yeah, you know, that makes sense because your playlists are really good. And I didn't, I I guess that's what is so good about them is that you don't notice how good they are, but it takes you through the class and there's a story and it's a journey, but you don't notice like the that's switch exactly up what I want. between the songs. Yeah, actually, that's totally. interesting. And it's, and it's it. meant to support the practice. So when right. I teach with music too, I try to teach, I try to talk very little. I'm, I'm more leading a practice when I'm teaching with music versus teaching a class because I don't, you don't need music going plus me talking at you plus your own talking that's happening all the time in our heads. Right. So you've already got like three voices. It's just, it's, it's too much. And so when I'm, when I'm using music in class, I, and much more about letting the music be the teacher and me being the guide. And so when the swells happen, that's when we're going up. And when, you know, a heavy beat is coming in and there's like a specific amount of time, well, that's when we're jumping. When we're, when there's like this long pause, well, that's a hold. It's very intentional and it's, it's a little bit psychotic. (laughs) I love it. It makes me want to take your classes even more. I do love that. I'm very detail oriented also. And like I make playlists for running and obviously Mm. like there, you know, I I do have like the fade and it it is like, I do think about like, where am I going to be when like for the New York, (laughs) for the New York city marathon. And this was the biggest yoga lesson of my life. Uh, I was, well, maybe not of my life, but before COVID and I got, I made this playlist. It was perfect. It was like the perfect amount of time for the marathon. It was definitely six hours, but I knew I was only going to do it in like, well, and I took me longer to finish anyway, but 
it was curated. Like it started out right. with a certain it was the song right at the Sta- in Staten yeah. Island, and like this, you know, everything was perfect, and my music didn't work. <gasps> I was oh crying. Oh my gosh! And then you had to get over it so you could I get just, into what I was you were so doing. mad. I was so so wow. mad, and I was like, <sighs> nobody. I should have. You know, I was like beating myself up for like, you know, the whole time as I'm running over the bridge, people are supposed to be happy. It's supposed to be this like really great moment. And I'm like, my music isn't working. I should have worn my headphones that plug into the phone. Uh. Anyway, it was really kind of funny in retrospect because, you know, I practiced yoga basically half my life and I knew exactly what I needed to do in that moment I let myself be pissed off for like a good 30 minutes and then I <laughs> music is everything that, I don't know you music know, is a lot some, yeah sometimes you gotta like allow yourself to have you know a human moment like I'm choosing to suffer right now yeah I'm choosing it I could get over you're it. aware yeah. of it you know yeah. like when I when I'm choosing not to suffer well then I'm gonna choose not to suffer but for this moment in time I'm gonna suffer this <laughs> I definitely <laughs> tortured myself for a little bit <laughs> and I got uh, over it. But yeah, but playlists are everything. And you know what else is everything? Your dog. <laughs> Josie oh, is so cute. What is going the, on? Is she in any of the videos or did she? She is. She is. She okay, is. good. So All right. she, we have like, you know, I wanted to make it not only be beautifully shot and, and well done and professional, but I also wanted to be real. So I'm not trying to have, you know, our backup dancers or even, or me, you know, or whoever's teaching be just like, an Android and perfect. Like there's, there's wobbles here and there and, you know, we'll, you know, hop up and and come out of something and come back in. And part of that, you know, imperfection and making it real is in my life. Animals are like a big part of it. And Josie is our, well, she was our lion's den power yoga mascot, but now she's our den digital mascot. And she pretty much makes an appearance every live class almost. And we let her choose. She actually knows like she'll sit off to the side and then we'll get to like opening where hip opening happening. And then she'll meander on over and go sit with somebody on their mat and yeah. lay down with them. It's hilarious. She gets like where we are in the practice and I let her pick and choose. Like some days she wants to come party with us. And some days she's like, yeah, I'm over this. I'm over this situation. And then she'll just come at the end and wave at everybody. Yeah, she's but really cute. My dog, I feel, I feel like we need to do a mashup video of Thor and Josie because oh, that'd be awesome. my dog, my dogs love yoga. And I mean, obviously, you know, it's it's very natural for dogs to do like down dog and up dog, but they really love when I'm practicing, you know, initially they'll like come sit on the mat and they hang out right. with me. And I just wonder like on the other side of the camera, like what the yoga teacher, like how many other people, because I don't look and I also so can't many. see, like how many other people's dogs are in the class? So, so many. So there's a lot of dogs, there's a lot of cats, and there's a lot of children. And the and they are all like a part of the practice. And that's also a way to just make it good. In this scenario where we're all, you know, like remote and home and all of these things are happening, it's like, how do we make it good? where it's not like a problem that your kid or your dog or your cat came in, but like, okay, well then let's partner with you and make this cool. Right. You know, like I, I think that that's a, a beautiful thing that's, that's happening right now. It's so cute. Sometimes I'll see somebody in a pose and like their, their kid will come in and start like basically giving them a yoga assist, you know, <laughs> like they'll be in a forward fold and they're like laying on their back. Dogs, the same thing, yeah. you know, dogs will come in and like come get on them. Um, Josie will, and sometimes choose somebody else in somebody in the room in Shavasana and she'll be coming over and just like 
lick their hand, you know, just like, like letting them know, like, it's okay. (laughs) It's so it's very sweet. And I think it's, I think it's really cool to, you know, invite in your family and your fur baby family and, and make it a, a full event. And now have you always, is Josie your first dog or you've had other dogs before? No, Josie is my first dog. You I've always had, had animals. Yeah. yeah, I've always had animals. And um, I've mainly had cats just because they're independent. And I, we always, tra- I mean, I don't know, I always travel a bunch and worked a bunch and all of that. And then Josie, I got almost 10 years ago now. Um, she's a rescue. I was, I left a yoga class actually, was walking by. It said, come find your puppy. I just went over to go pet the dogs. I mm-hmm. thought people in New York, their dogs were nuts. And uh, they, I'm like, you have to plan your life around them. You have to literally pick up their poop. This is crazy. And she was in the front. She just came over, put her head in my hand. And five minutes later, this woman came over and she's like, oh, are you interested? I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I have two cats and no, no, no. And and then, you know, 15 minutes later, I'm still there. And she walked over and she's like, well, I know you don't want to adopt her, but we kind of need a foster. And then five minutes later, I'm walking away with this dog in my arms. <laughs> And that was it, yeah. toast. And so she that's right. She was Josie and the Pussycats. That's, that's why she's so, Josie. That's so cute. I love it. Well, she's awesome. Yeah. I love that she's like part of like your whole story. That's so cool. And I'm keep trying to like have this whole conversation with people about their dogs on it on the podcast because <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with mine. But yeah, so that's awesome. That's such a cool story. Oh, it's what's so fun. I like involving her in everything. I like taking her out to eat. I like I like yeah. I like so she gets to be a part of are part of this environment and part of our set. And then instead of trying to be like, no, no, you can't come on camera. It's like, she comes on camera. Cool. Yeah, that's great. And now speaking of on camera, are you going to be doing any of your teacher training workshops? Yeah. I mean, I, well, I actually am involved in a teacher training that launched last Friday. It's called 200 hour reinvented. And it's myself along with several other boss women who were kind of, we were all trying to figure out what to do with teacher training and how to, how to do it and also how to rework it for today's world and what's happening. You know, like, do we need a whole weekend on physical hands-on assists? No, we're not even in the same place. Do we need a whole weekend on how to build playlists and how to be on camera? Yes. And that would have never been a part of a 200 hour in the past. So I partnered up with a group of women. And and so we've, we're, we've already launched that I'm doing, it's three weekends in October, one in November, one in December, and then I think two or three in January. And then we also have modules during that. So if someone's interested in learning musicality and playlisting, that's going to be a module. We also have a diversity inclusion module. We also have I'm not sure if meditation is going to be a module or not, but we have a bunch of different, so that even if you're not in the full 200 hour, we have 50 people in it. It's awesome. That's it was one amazing. of my favorite weekends. It was the weekend. It was the weekend before we launched on Monday, which is insanity. We literally pulled an all nighter on Sunday night. But I had a, a an amazing. Uh, I had my, my best first night of a teacher training ever virtually, which I didn't think was possible. So yes, more is coming down the pipeline. There, I'm sure I'll be doing. I'll be doing workshops coming up, and I'm not sure what else. I mean, I'm not planning to do another. I just finished a, a, a year and a half, 300 hour, the weekend before the fire, which Got was it. great. I don't think I would do that, but I might do some like, you know, 50 hour or 100 hour, something like that. Again, like a module. Mm-hmm. I think that would be super fun because one of my greatest joys is teaching teachers, you know, giving sort of upping the game. I mean, I love teaching new teachers too, 
but I really love working with teachers who are already like great to mm-hmm. make them just greater yet and phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, I did my teacher training years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. I never used it. I taught a couple classes. It wasn't like it was, at the time, it wasn't like for me to teach the yeah. classes. I did it for myself. I did it because I wanted to do a deeper dive into yoga, into the philosophy, into the practice. Right. And I actually yeah. ended up doing 500 hours. I would actually say, Marnie, that you do use it. You know what I mean? Like, I get what you're saying. Like, I didn't use it, but like, consider that you do use it a lot. Yes, that's true. Just not in the like, not in the literal sense. Like, no, I'm not teaching a yoga class, but I've had people do teacher training that now they speak better in meetings. Now they can address their clients or colleagues or whatever like everything is different in their world and has nothing to do with actually teaching a yoga class they just are a different human being yeah no you're a hundred percent I'm sure I'd be a complete psycho obnoxious person (laughs) if I wasn't (laughs) if I didn't do that I was probably 30 and it probably you are 100 percent right it changed me from growing up on Long Island (laughs) and being a total snark to (laughs) being this really nice calm person oh I, I definitely, everyone who's listening that knows me will know that it changed me. Thank you for the reminder. Hilarious. So all of this is on your website. Where, what is your website? Where can people find you? Where can they sign up? And Okay. Best way to see everything that's going on digitally with us is lionsdendigital.com. Our Lions Den Power Yoga site is actually going to be under construction because we're not sure what's happening there yet. You know, okay. we're, we're hopeful and we have both studios still, but we're sort of waiting there, but just go to lionsdendigital.com. Also, I'm super active on social and will always post things that are happening. So I'm just Bethany A. Lyons, L-Y-O-N-S. You know, we also have a Lions Den Digital social channel as well. Instagram is probably where I'm most populated, like most active. Right. But we also have, you know, a Facebook page and we'll, we will have a YouTube page eventually. There's so many things that are on the list of things that I would like to do, but that's probably the best way. Because YouTube has a different audience than Vimeo. Like Vimeo is totally. private. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, totally. We would also have a page there where then we, you know, also put up stuff, which, you know, A, would be great just for exposure and, and to to hit a different audience. I'm, I'm trying to bring yoga and empowerment to as many people as possible. This is great. And now what are your thoughts on 2020 and how are you feeling about 2021? So 2020 for me has actually been like, this is going to sound weird, but it's been a really great year of growth and movement and amazing things. There have been a ton of things that are horrible about it, obviously. And what has happened out of it is like a whole new business for me was born. I got really clear on what matters most to me. I got really clear on relationships in my life, ones that were really working, ones that were really not working. Just not having it be this long drawn out process so much too in making those changes. I feel like I... I feel like this year has through the fire happening and through the pandemic happening and just how I've had to show up to do what I'm doing has facilitated me into the best version of myself that I've ever been. And so I feel like uniquely grateful for it, to be honest. I feel really grateful and I'm sad about a lot of things. You know what I mean? Like I miss, obviously I miss in-person classes and I miss that whole community and I miss that whole thing that, that was created and is amazing. 
And I'm also really down for partnering with what's happening because I'm not, I hate waiting and I don't want to wait or be like, well, we just have to get through this time. You know, like we just have to get through the next few months. We have to get through the next year. We have to wait until there's a vaccine. And I'm not waiting to live my life. Like my life is happening right now. And some of the most amazing things that have ever happened in my life are happening right now. And so that's really where I'm at. So, I mean, I don't know what's going to come in 2021, but right now I'm focused on the here and now and 2020 is serving it up. I love that. This has been so awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Marnie. It's always a pleasure chatting with you. And I love speaking with fit-minded, health-minded people who are, you know, down for doing work like this. It's so cool. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, marnieonthemove1 at gmail.com. And let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out.